Born in LA, 1954. Child of the concrete, where he grew so strong. He was there to the age of 11. His family had moved on. Into Pomona, man, the land it had grown. He met some people like a
Something that can make you do wrong, make you do right. Yeah. Thank you. 
the sounds of Mr. Hal Green. Welcome to tonight's show, Donnie D's Soul Sundays. Tonight's show is being brought to you by Single Mother's Guide to Raising Black Boys, also from Crack to Christ Part 1. Both books available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Xlibras.com. Both books written by me, Franklin Donnie D. Lewis. Pick up a copy and help support the shows. We take donations, cash app, Zelle, whatever you can help us out with. Our phone number is 646-595-3338. 646-595-3338. Tonight, my guest will be the first A&R man, the man who's written many songs over at Motown back in the day, Mickey Stevenson. She'll be here at 630. So, call in, push the one, the love button, and I hope you have some questions for him. That's right. Let's go this way. Hey, it sounds like I'm losing my voice, right? Right. But I'm going to get it back.
heard the sounds of Aretha Franklin, and you just heard Shoom Shoom Song by Betty Everett. That's right, that's right. I see the researcher. I see Marsha Dees. I see the mayor. Uh, it's indeed Silk Black. I see Granny. I see Willie Earl. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Here we go. We did a great, um, well, it started off as the Lions Den f- featuring Donnie D. Technical difficulties and it became <laughs> Soul Gumbo. <laughs> so it is on all the platforms if you like to get it chance to listen to that show and there's some recorded shows on there also so we've got enough music and shows on there to last non-stop about a week yes When your love comes down Sometimes I need you Oh, you're never there I guess I got selfish ways So I'll wait for the day Oh, <laughs> 
It's not love. 
fantastic. Marvin Gaye and not Marvin Gaye and Marvel, Martha Reeves and the band Dallas. And uh, my guest has written some songs by her. We're going to go over some of the songs that he has written when he comes on, and we'll play a couple, and we'll talk about the music. Then we'll get into his book, The First A&R Man, and uh, we'll talk about that and uh, some other subjects. So please have some questions ready, and... uh, we can get that going, and let's go with the Manhattan's early Manhattan's. If my heart could speak, then it could tell you. How I feel about you And uh, It's not that I don't care But my lips won't dare Say what I want them to Everything I could explain
Somebody been missing you, Mo Jones. I'll tell you about it. 
Granny says she got two lovers, sometimes three. Ow! From the three two three 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 five. Peace and blessings, you call brother Donnie D. How you doing? All right, who we have here? Uh, Johnny Quest. How you doing? Oh man, I'm doing blessed. I just wanted to call in, brother, and um, thank you, thank you for the opportunity to being able to call in. We see each other um, quite often because you know I work down at the store, so. You come in and we talk. I just wanted oh, to call in and yeah. say thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh. Well, right now I'm waiting for my guest to call in. And, uh, okay. Yeah, so if you can hang in there, hang in there. If not, listen to a couple of songs. Which name are you going to tell the people out there today? Tashawn B. Williams. I go by the name Johnny Quest. All right. We'll be getting back to you here on the Donnie D. Soul Sunday Show. Definite. And everybody enjoy these good, wonderful sounds with my man Donnie D on Soul Sunday. Amen and amen. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. That's the kind of love we get around here in the world today. Let's go to Frankie Beverly and Maze as we continue to wait. <laughs>
Alright, ladies and gentlemen, as we move to the groove and take it from Freaky Beverly and May. As we go into star time, it looks as if our guest here is right here. Mr. Mickey Stevenson, how you doing? All right, how you doing? All right, man. Glad to have you with us tonight. Amen. And uh, before we get started, I want everybody worldwide to know my phone number here is 646-595-3338. 646-595-3338. And push the one of the love button, and that will let you in on the conversation. Well, I'm going to just start off with thanking you to come into the show. And, you know, I've been reading up. A, well, I knew who you were all along. Matter of fact, I saw you at Smokey Robinson's concert on his birthday at the Pachanga. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he told you to stand up. You were a couple of rows ahead of me. And I was like, right on. And then. Hodges James, now Pat Hodges, right. she told me that you had worked with her. So first we're going to talk about the music, and then we're going to get into your book, The First A&R Man. Is that okay? Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. Well, let's get into the music, and I, you've got a list of songs that you have written that we have here. And um, what, how did you get introduced to Motown? And Barry Gordy. Well, uh, did I send you my? Did you get my book? No, I didn't. Uh oh, because it's all there. No. Well, yeah, I got. I'll make sure you make sure I, I, I make sure I send it to you personally. Okay, autograph. I appreciate that. Cool, cool. Yeah. What, what happened was, um, <clears throat> I was uh, going to meet with him at a, at a barber shop in Detroit. Uh-huh. And the point was, I was going there because I wasn't. When I found out that he handled Jackie Wilson, had to kiss with Jackie, I said, "Okay, I'm gonna be the next Jackie Wilson because he's gonna oh, produce oh. me." Right on. That was my plan. Right. <laughs> so we had to meet. We met in, in sitting in the barber chair. He was in one chair and I was in the other. And the guy who ran the shop was called Benny Muller. We called him Muldoon. That was his shop in Detroit back in those days. You know, we all only, right. all black folks live in a certain little area. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. So everybody to come in there, he had the best shop. So no matter where you was out of town, you were entertaining, whatever you do, you want your hair straightened out with the waves in it. Remember the waves? <laughs> I remember the processes. <laughs> the pro- yeah, okay. But then you had to go to Muldoon's shop. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's where we met. I'm in land in one chair. He's another chair. So he said, man, I heard about you, Mickey Stevenson. I said, well, I heard about you, uh, Barry Gordy. I said, you produced Jackie Wilson. And uh, this is a perfect time for us to meet because none of us could move. We were laying back in the the chair, right? Right, right. I said, he said, well, I I want to have a meeting with you when I I come back. I said, when you come back? He said, yeah, I got to go in Chicago, whatever, and finish this album on Jackie. And then I I, want to meet with you when I come back. And I said, uh, you need any more songs on Jackie? He said, well, no. I said, well, I got a couple that's really great. And I said, I was saving them for me, but, you know, you can use them. <laughs> I'm getting my right. points in, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, exactly. He said, no, 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 no. I'll, 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 I, got, I got all that covered, he said, but uh, when I get back, we'll, we'll talk. And I said, okay. So that was our first meeting. And sure enough, about a month and a half later, he called me. 
and he said, come over to my place and uh, bring your songs, and let's have, let's have a meeting. Well, I'm excited now because I said, uh-oh, I'm going to be the next Jackie Wilson. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So I go over to, I go over to his apartment. And um and and I'm looking for like a great place and all that man, but it's one of them ghetto fabulous apartments, you know, where you push the buzzer and you better grab it before the door closed. <laughs> right, so I'm, right. I'm walking, I'm walking in and I'm walking down the hall. I'm looking at these apartment, these doors and all the things. Now he's at the end of the hall, on the phone in his shorts. So I'm saying, what's going on? So I walk all the way down to his place. I said, he said, come on in, come on in. I get in, he closed the door. He say, uh, okay, let me see your songs. He's still on the phone talking, too. So right. uh, I pulled the songs out, picking out the ones I was going to let him hear. And I'm looking around for a piano. I don't see no piano. I don't see nothing like that. I see the drapes falling off the wall, off the window. And I, I'm saying, you know, I said, man, this, this guy must be awful cheap <laughs> to myself. <laughs> Am I at the right place? Do I want to work for you? Yeah, right. am I at the right place? It's Jackie Wilson with hip records and shit. So right. I part my legs. So I started uh, singing my songs. I wasn't going to let that stop me. I sang one. He said, I love it. I sang sing the third. He said, you got some pretty good stuff out there. Hold it. Let me show you the one that's going to be a hit on me. He said, wait a minute. A hit on you? I said, yeah. He said, I didn't call you here to be no artist. I said, what? He said, your songs are pretty good. He said, but your voice is for shit. Oh, said, Lord Hammers. No, he didn't. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> I went to pick it up my music off the floor, put it in my <laughs> briefcase. He said, where you going? I said, man, I, ain't, I, ain't, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, hold right. it, hold it. I want you to be the NR man for the company I'm starting. And I said, company you're starting? And what is the NR man? He said, well, it's supposed to represent, you know, you, you, you get the artist. And and the and the and the and the singers and the musicians and and uh, put them all together and we make hit records. Mm. I said, let me get this straight. I'm I'm supposed to get the artists, the writers, the singers, and put them all together and we make hit records. He said, yeah. He said, if it's ain't a great record, we don't record it. Mm. So I'm looking at him like I had no idea about what he was talking about. Because I come with a whole, <laughs> come to be an artist. <laughs> right. You came to be a star. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he said, uh, I said to him, I said, well, let me ask you a question. Can I record myself? He said, if you think you got a hit. Mm. I say, uh, well, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Right here. I don't, yeah. So he said, well, I'm telling you the opportunity. Uh, I said, Who's in charge? He said, you and me. Mm. I said, what? I said, I'll report to nobody but you and me. He said, am I talking to you? I said, yeah. He said, then that's who you talk to. Oh. So he's straight up. He never, he didn't waste no time. You, if I would have said, <laughs> uh, uh, let me think about it. I'm with the packing up my stuff, and I'm walking away. Here comes Smokey coming down the hall. Oh. I mean, Smokey, we, we were, we were in, in, in high school now. We always we, we were the battling groups in the city. You know, I had my group. He had his group. And okay. we battled for the jigs and the jobs and stuff. And I was always beating him out because my group sang gas and everything, and his group just sang R&B. So right. we knew each other like brothers, you know what I mean? And he said, Barry, what is Mickey doing here? He said, I'm trying to get him to be an a and man for the company. He said, oh, man, you going to do that? 
and I'm saying, and I remember, I'm thinking now because I'm now I'm kind of kind of confused, and I'm thinking I say my mother told me if you want to do something you got to go at it, check it out, see if you can handle it, and then you can take it in your direction, and unless you try it and do it, you never know. Right. I'm thinking that. I turn around to him. I said, "Hey man, uh, how, how much you paying for this job?" He said, <laughs> with a smile on his face, "I'm gonna smirk too." He said, five dollars a day and all the chili you can eat." You <laughs> know what? what? All the chili <laughs> you can eat. All the chili. You know, be chili. You know, regular chili. Five dollars a day and all the chili you can eat. Oh Lord! I said, "This guy's crazy." Yeah, you sound and like. I'm still thinking. So I started to say, "Well, I'm starting." I turn back around. I say, uh, "When do I start?" Right. He said, "You already started." He had it in his mind that I was going to take that job anyway. Right. This was all the spiritual movement. I wasn't. I wasn't aware of that part. You, you follow mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yes. And Smokey said, "Fantastic, Mickey. I need a drummer and a so and so. Twelve o'clock tomorrow at the session for the session." I said, "Where is it?" He told me. <laughs> so I'm walking away. Barry says, "Hold it. Hold, hold, hold it. You, you going you." You gonna get him a drummer and the stuff and, and tomorrow, and Smokey stopped him. He said, "If Mickey Stevenson say I'm gonna have a drummer, and a, and a bass player in my session tomorrow, I'm gonna have a drummer and a bass player in my session." He said, "Wow," and I and yeah. then he, he said, "You?" I said, "Hold it, am I the A&R man for this company?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "And he just told you what it's gonna be," and I left. That was the beginning and the start of just like that was our relationship. Wow. Well, well, okay, and, so, we, and when I brought him his stuff, he never changed his word. Or if I thought something I could do would make the company happen, he never stopped me. Well, you you that, brought together that, the Funk Brothers, right? One at a time. Yeah. When I went and saw the band that he had, what they was doing, it was all right. And I told Barry, I said, "We got to get better better players than this." Yeah. He said, "That's your job." I mm. said, "Okay, I got this." And I searched for each player that would come in for us. You know what I mean? I ran across the different players. Now, they were good, but I wanted the yeah. ones that had it in hearts. Well, who I mean, did you end up with? I, I, each one. I got every each musician. I got each one. Funk mm-hmm. brothers, each one of the Funk Brothers I brought in personally. Oh, and I just exchanged wow. the ones that were there. And I didn't get rid of the guys that were there that Barry had early because he had a, a record on Marv Johnson back in the day or something like that. And it was pretty good, but it didn't have a soul in it. But when I brought the guys in, uh, they teamed up. Uh, I went to I went to clubs. I went all over the city. I checked every musician that I thought was good. Now remember, we didn't have a lot of money, so now they had to come with us on a promise that this company was going to grow, and that was my sales pitch to them. And they would say to me because they knew who I was because I used to back some of them and put them on gigs that didn't pay off. I would promise the owner of the club that I'd see that they were on time, they would play. If anything went wrong, I would pay for it. Everything go right, y'all give me 10%. That was my, my oh, scheme around okay. it. So I knew the places and where to go, you know what I mean? Now to find the right guys. And the guys that had it in their heart, it was like uptight, wasn't getting no money like they should be getting, but they could really play. Those mm-hmm. are the guys I picked. Wow. Well, well, I mean? Took a while. Well, okay. You, you had picked a... <clears throat> Excuse me, the, the best musicians, and yep. you uh, a songwriter, correct? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And but I found got... much better songwriters. Me, you know, I found songwriters that were great songwriters. You know what I mean? Well, you know, I you got know, a list I put here. Out, you know what I mean? Go ahead. I did. Go this. ahead. 
uh, uh, I just found great songwriters. I mean, I just Norman Whitfield. I, I found yeah. them right. They were writers, and I brought them in. I brought the artists in. That was my job. But Holland, I, Dojan, Holland. Is, oh yeah, they were Holland, Brian, and Eddie were brothers. Right. Okay. Now Lamont was one, on a label called uh, with, with 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 Barry Gordy's sister had a label. At the same time, we had our label. There was oh, a, a, a great artist named Harvey Fuqua. I don't remember him. And the Moon Glows. Remember the Harvey? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, right. Okay. Um, Harvey Mo- Harvey was on Chess Records as well. When he broke up with the label, he ended up with a, with a group of the Moon Glows. And then there was another group of the Moon Glows because the two of them are partners and they split up. Harvey had Marvin Gaye singing with him. With his moon glows. Well, when things started dying down, we wasn't making no records, things were not working out. Harvey joined Anna Records, and he knew her in Detroit. He's going to help her build her label. So he took okay. Marvin Gaye with him. So she had Marvin, Harvey, and Lamont Dozier, who was a piano player singer, over there on their label. Because Motown was growing, Barry decided. He will absorb that label, you know, bring yeah. it into his company, make it all one company. His brothers and sisters, they don't need no battle with his sister. You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, so he brought it, drew, drew it in. Now he came to me. He had Marvin Gaye with him. And he said, uh, okay, Mickey, uh, I want to hit on this on this artist. My deal was I could do anything. If anything <laughs> got to do with records and artists, I'm the man. That was my okay. whole attitude. And he bought it. And I felt it. So it didn't matter whether he bought it or not. That's what I felt. That's the, that's the spiritual side, the gift that I had. You with me? Sure you we right. all have yes. Gifts. That was my gift. Yeah, we do. When yeah, I found out what it was, I, I went at it with that attitude. So when he brought B- B- Marvin Gaye, I said, what are we going to do with him? He said, I want, I, want, I want to hit record on him. I said, man, that guy's standing here with a bow tie on and tuxedo on that bullshit. <laughs> I said, you know, he want to be, uh, you know. He a crooner. Be, uh, you know, yeah, a crooner. I said, we did yeah. not in the crew business. He yeah. said to me, I didn't ask you about what kind of record. I want to hit record. Right. Now, you say you can do anything. Give me a hit on him. So I looked at Marvin Gaye, and I heard him saying some of his stuff. When we got the stuff, I looked, listened to all the stuff and I had on the labels and all that. And I said, mm, okay, this going to cost you 1000 We We bet on everything, man. 500 was our limit, right? Right. He said, thousand. What about the $500 bet? I said, man, I got to work with this guy. This guy got a whole imagination in his head who he should be. I got to change his thinking and get, uh-uh, this $1,000. He said, okay, you got a bet. Now, Marvin's standing there hearing this conversation, right? Right. He's looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, who I, who do I think I am? <laughs> right. Well, who's this brother? Gonna yeah, make right. me over. <laughs> yeah, Rack will make me over. <laughs> so I yeah. go to him. I say, okay, man, me and you got to, me and you got to work together. He said, I, I hope you think you're going to change me up or something, man. He said, I come here to be, you know, be a singer. And I, I said, hold it. I ain't trying to stop you from being a singer. I just got to get a hit record on you. I said, before we do any of that, let's get to know each other. Right. He said, how are you going to do that? I said, I've seen you write some songs. I've seen some of your stuff. I said, let's write some songs together. He said, you write with me? I said, yeah. He said, why would you do that? I said, first of all, I see you can write. Second of all, we get to know each other much closer when we're working together. He said, you you got a lot of nerve. I said, yeah, yeah. You want to do it? He said, yeah. Okay. 
So we started writing together. Now, in writing together, I told him we was writing these songs for different artists, like the Contours or this group, and I was saying that. So we'd write a little bit on this song, and we'd start on another tune for somebody else. We're doing this, like, over days, right? Now, I'm, I'm doing a tune called Stubborn Kind of Fellow, and I told him right. for somebody else. To, so now we write. I'm saying in one way. He's trying to get all proper. I said, no, 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 you can't sing it like that. You got to go to church, man. What do you mean? I said, come on, man. You went to church all your life. Come on. Don't be saying, I love you because. Or, uh, how about, I love you, baby, because. Go that way. You know what I mean? He said, well, I said, it ain't for you. That's for the artist. So they didn't know how to sing the song. So we right. started working in that order. I sang my lines. He put my words. He come up with his. After about, maybe maybe about a month, month and a half, I I took a razor blade. In those days, when you want to cut a tape, you had to put it in a little thing, take a razor blade and slice it and pull it out. I don't know if you remember all that. But <laughs> at any rate. I take, pulled all my lines out, closed all of his up together. So he came in that one day. I said, I want you to listen to something. I pressed the button. He heard himself singing spiritually and soulfully consistently, right? Okay. He said, man, that sounds pretty good. I said, man, why don't you do this song? He'll take me off the hook with Barry. Right. And I'll do a jazz album on you. Then we got a fellow. kind of fellow. He said, Mickey Stevenson, you, I said, hold it. You check around here. When I say, when I give you my word, that's my word. I don't change it. He said, okay. He said, suppose it don't work out. I said, it's going to work out. You just write like you write and sing like you write. When you come in certain lines, don't feel right. I'll sing it to you in your ear on the microphone. You're going to repeat it. You're going to sing it better than me because you can sing better than me. So it's going to come out right. He said, you'll mm. stay. You go all the way. I said, all the way. That's what we did okay. in the studio. I sang my part. He sang. He ran across the spot. I said, hold it. Let me run it down to you. I try to put my arms around him, baby. You know, as he don't go, I try. now. Nah, go right like me. He said, okay, I try. You know, he can do it better than me, right? <laughs> right, right. By the time we finished, we played it back. He said, man, that sounds pretty good. I said, I said, it's right. He said, where are you well, going? I said, be right back. Let me I ask you a question. Hall. Yeah. Let me ask you a question on that song. Mm-hmm. And it's always yeah. puzzled me. Who did the background vocals? Was that the Marvelettes? No, that was the Vandellas. I mean, uh, not the Vandellas. That was the, uh, that was the uh, hang on, that was the Andantes. Andantes. Had, yeah, yeah. I've interviewed Those them, are, the unsung heroes at Mo. Yeah, yeah, I interviewed them. Yeah. Oh, man, they could say, ooh. They, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they wanted to be artists, 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 but they were, for background, they were incredible. They was on almost everybody's song. That's what they Every told time me. You wanted to hear a certain, oh yeah, we. I didn't wait That's no what they time. told me. She said, yeah, "I wouldn't even on the Supremes." Room. I say everybody. When I say everybody, I mean everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let yeah, me ask yeah, you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Who, of 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 when you um, wrote songs, who was the best artist that you liked writing songs for? I I, I didn't have a preference, man. I wrote okay. the song according to who I was dealing with. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, uh, I didn't pick artists to do a song. I just wrote the song and see who could handle it the best. You follow me? Mm. And, and now it would it would go down in an order like this. Holland and Doja had two or three acts. Smokey had a couple. I had a few. So we were producers with those artists. But oh. I would let anybody else produce on those artists as the NR man. I would let somebody else produce on those artists as well because I wanted to keep it moving. Okay. And wouldn't lock them in a style, lock them in a sound. You, you with me? 
Yeah. So, uh, so with that happening, we we switching around with different people. The good songs are other people, but the writers that I brought and producers to the artists were much better than me. So and so if you had a hit, say on on uh, uh, Smokey, well Smokey did his own stuff. Say you had a hit on one of the other artists, then you 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 had the next record and the next record until we found that you were, it wasn't holding up. Now I'll put somebody else on that artist and put you on another right. artist. Right, change it up, change it yeah. up a little bit, and yeah. uh, okay. But I wouldn't well, take you off for the next record if you had to hit. You got the right to have the next record. Yeah, I would you, imagine you so. But did you yeah. do any traveling, like um, on the Motown reviews? Did you go on any of those? I took the first. I took the first tours out, the whole tour. Oh, I, 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 I and conducted the orchestra. Well, this is why I ask. What was it like going through the South back in those days on a bus? That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. You know it's crazy back in those days, man. You had to watch yeah. who you ride on the bus. You had to watch where you stop and get a sandwich. You couldn't yeah. get eat in the restaurant. You had to eat outside. It was terrible, to be honest with you. Terrible, mm. terrible. The bathrooms, you know, men only, women black only. Well, you know, come on. Terrible, terrible. Yeah. But that was, part yeah. of the, that was a part of the growth. We either had to do it and stop. And die, but I mean by die means don't go no further. Or we had to get that out of our heads, get business, and grow. You got it? Okay. And I say all that to say this. Go ahead. Uh huh. No, you go ahead. To me, as we were moving, we prayed all the time. Right. We prayed before meetings and everything. Mm -hmm. All right. Amen. Yes. For me, was a spiritual involvement. It wasn't say for us. It was it wasn't about us. It was for us, so others could do and believe in where they're going. That was the whole right. the game plan. So with that in the picture, we couldn't lose. We could waste. We could have time. We could get stalled. We could get stopped, but we couldn't lose. We, in other words, we did not give up, no matter what. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and and, and it all worked out. Now I'm gonna switch reels right now because we're looking at the clock here. Switch oh, reels. Oh, sorry, my brother. I'm sorry. Oh no, 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 it's no. Yeah, because, everything I'm telling you is in the book. I didn't leave nothing out of the book. Everything. Yeah, because right we got some, we got some phone calls. Some people like to ask you a couple of questions. And ladies and Come gentlemen, I I didn't get a chance to uh, I haven't had a chance to read the book. But when I get my copy, we're gonna have to get you back again, brother, and and yeah, talk yeah, some yeah. more. But, so it's all okay. on Amazon. All right. Yeah, yes. Tell us, how can we get the book? Tell us the name of it. You can it get it on Amazon. It's it. called the, uh, Amazon called the A&R Man. You can look it up, the A&R Man, Mickey Stevenson, Motown's first A&R Man. It's getting on Amazon. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's flying off the hook. I mean, people are saying, man, I read your book. It's great. Well, the book is for the people, not for me. Okay. It gives you inspiration and desire and the faith that you can do whatever the gifts God give you if you stick mm. with it. That's stick, what it's saying. And, stick with it. And, 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 well, and, it's your move. Your move, brother. This is your, your time. I'm just, just well, standing yeah, and watching. Well, that's what it's all about. That's what Motown was all about. We came yeah. from zero to be the number one company in the world against all the odds. Because we stayed, we prayed every day, mm. every day. We couldn't start every meeting, prayerful meeting. 
we stayed with it. People don't know this part. See, I'm just giving you the real deal. So we had, we had, a, we were covered. So we come out with undercover, with, covered by, by the Holy Spirit. I mean by that. Those who recognized stuck with mm-hmm. it. We didn't go without prayer. Yeah, well, see, that's where that success came in, asking the Lord Jesus Christ to come in and 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 because He gave you those talents, and once you realize you what your talents are, then you take off with them, and you will you find it. success. You know. Yes. You know, I'm if 69 you let years old. Behind you, get, you let anybody get behind you and start talking. What you doing that for? You can't do that. What? No, you hear no. those words? That's a negative yeah. force trying to stop you from that's doing all. what the gift that God gave you. That's all it is, is the enemy trying to step in. You know, I hear it all the time, and I'm, my platform is not, you know, on top of the world, but to me it is. But I hear same it thing, all same thing. the time. Yes, yes. Okay. Man, you keep going because you're inspiration to others right now. Amen. And, and speaking of that, I got some people on the phone that would like to speak mm-hmm. to Mr. Mickey Stevenson. And if you're out there in the world, uh, anywhere around the world, my phone number is 646-595-3338, 646-595-3338. Push the one to love button. I'll let you in <laughs> as I'm losing my voice here. I'm like Wolfman Jack. Okay. Let's go to Wolfman Jack. Hey, baby. Hey, you sweet. Hey, Wolfman. Yeah. Okay. Caller from the 909. Let me turn your microphone. Your name and where you calling from. Area code nine oh nine. Sound like Pomona somewhere. Okay, I'll come back to you because you got your hand risen. I'll come back. Let's go to. I believe this is the researcher Camille, the lady Camille. How you doing, Miss Miss Camille? I'm doing quite well, thank you. And how are you? I'm okay. We've got Mr. Mickey Stevenson here. Good good evening, Mr. Stevenson. Good evening. Good evening. Um, you wrote under pseudonym Avery Vandenberg. Could you tell me where <laughs> yeah. that name came from? <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Yes, yes. We the research. What happened was that's right. It's in the book. I wrote that in the book too. What happened was, you know, back in the day. Uh, uh, BMI was the place where all writers would go, uh, especially black and R&B writers. Uh, ASCAP wouldn't allow you, and I, I mean, they had their way of keeping you from getting in. Uh, they dealt with maybe account base, not account base, but Duke Ellington and people like that. They have certain people they have on their line uh, collecting money for, and uh, they wouldn't allow. Uh, forget it. It was just a prejudice thing, bottom line. Barry decided that we had, I found an artist named Ron Milner, a white boy who was a phenomenal writer. I mean, one of the best I've ever heard. And that's a whole other story. I'll I'll tell you that at another time. But at any rate, uh, we started writing with him, and I was writing with him. So Barry opened a label called Stein and Van Stock, and he opened that with ASCAP. So now as writers, we wrote for Stein and Van Stock. So my name was Avery Vandenberg, 
Bogey had a Jewish name. We all had Jewish names. <laughs> we right under those names. So now we got a Jewish publishing company and Jewish writers. Now every time we got big records, we couldn't come get the awards and all that because the name and the page that go together. <laughs> so we black never Jews coming up. up. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so we never went to pick them up. So we all, those of us, had Jewish names. We had Jewish names. And that's wow. how Saturday Night came, and that was the reason for it. Remember, they had blocks out there for us on radio stations and everything else now. You know, we had to find a way to get past that. So, uh, And we prayed right. on it. Don't get it twisted. Right. It wasn't no magical idea. We prayed on it. They didn't know who we were. We signed a band stock. All they knew was the Jewish company. And here comes some Jewish writers. Oh, here's a hard record by these Jewish guys. So now they had to pay us like they paid everybody else. They found out later, of course. <laughs> To this very day, they sent me my royalties. It has both names on it. William Stevenson, Elliot, Avery Vandenberg. Cash that check. Cash that check. Okay, (laughs) researcher, you got another? Yeah, well, actually, I have two. Um, Number one, how old were you when you realized you had this gift for writing songs? I... Uh, if you look in your computer, pull up Kitty Brown Gale Stevenson. It's in the computer. That was my mom. My mother was a mm-hmm. writer, singer, dancer, choreographer. She was on five different labels. She was incredible. And you'll see it. Kitty Brown Gale Stevenson. And, and so she had with us, I was at seven and eight years old. We were singing trio stuff. So I was doing some kind of writing and stuff then. She was a writer and everything. So we were, she was working with I, I had no idea where I was going to go with it, and neither did she. But in her mind, we performed and sang. And we did, uh, went to the Apollo. I was about 13 or something like that, maybe less. And uh, my, I was the oldest brother, so I had nine and eight, something. Anyway, we won the contest at the Apollo Theater. No. And so she was, uh, she was an incredible. She died early in life at 28. Oh, wow. And before that was all over the country, in Europe and everything. And uh, mm. so all, all I'm saying is it was the gift was there. I didn't know what it was, but it was there, and she worked with us. Are you with me? So later yeah. on, as I grew yeah. older, I, I recognized certain things that I could do and didn't know why I could do it, but I could do it, you know, and it kept going. And when I got with Lionel Hampton, the Hamptons, singing with them. I went another level that I studied Gladys, who was uh, the, uh, the wife, and I watched her work and I was saying, wow, how did she do that? How'd she do that? She's walking to me and said, why are you staring at me? I said, how'd you get them to do that? She said, well, you got the budget. So she gave me information as well. So I picked up certain things, not that I was going to be an AR man. I had no idea that even existed. I was just learning stuff was being put in, in my head for my gift. And I, later on, I recognized this was God preparing me for this position that I was going to get. Okay. Right. I walked well, in with Barry. Right. I came in with an attitude. That's not the way that works, I would tell him. He said, well, how'd it work? I said, I, I got this. I go like that. Not being smart, but I saw it work, and it didn't work like that. When we did the shows, you didn't just stand over there. You got to stand under the light. How you got, you feel it. You walk up. If you don't feel it, you're not in the light. Well, I learned these things. You follow me? And back then, so when I got into a position to take the shows out, I knew exactly what to do because I saw great shows. Mm-hmm. So most of those was, I mean, the other shows, uh, 
They make it a little shorter to you. Take our acts out and do the tour. I said, okay. I said, well, we get somebody to do it. He said, not somebody. You do it. I said, me? He said, I said, I got sessions to do. He says, these sessions are going to stop. You take them out. You know more than anybody here. I said, well, I'll find somebody that can, you know, that's been doing it. He said, I want you to do it. I said, okay. okay, let me go out and see what's going on out there. So I went out and watched all the shows, just James Brown. I saw every act, every one of those shows moving, I saw about five or six of them. And I came back and said, okay, I got this. He said, what you going to do? I said, first of all, we're going to take our own band. He said, why, why is that? He said, other people are going to be on the show. I said, well, they're going to have to rehearse with our band. I said, the best shows out there was James Brown and a guy named, I uh, can't think of his name now. Uh, 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 anyway, I, I said, I, Ray Charles, James Brown, and somebody else. He said, why? I said, because they have their own band. They have the same bands that cut their stuff in the studio. So all their music always sounds great. The other one sounds mm. terrible. I said, so let's take our own band. He said, all of my said, we take the rhythm section and a couple of horns, and I'll get the other people to come in and join them. He said, well, they, you have to rehearse the other people on the show. I said, no, we don't. They can use the bands that they that they go in the rehearsal with. We ain't got nothing to do with that. <laughs> and I said, next okay. thing we're going to do is everybody got the same, everybody's song. He said, what do you mean? I said, when the four tops, when Stevie come on, we got background behind him, that's studio. When you leave this, your, your song, your three songs, you leave, you stand behind that curtain and sing the background to this person's song. Nope, we all know all our songs, so all the songs will have great sounds. Mm. Well, listen, Camille, you have to save that next here? question for the next time, well, okay? It was, just a real, it was just a short one. I okay, want to know how long out of he stayed. I want to know how long he stayed with that $5 and all the chili he can eat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to break his little five dollar checks and give them back to him all because I never cashed them. He had to give me one check for you know if I had a, a kid up, give me a fifty dollar thing. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> but that went, once that went on. By that time we were we were rolling. That that was that was nothing. That was you know we we all laughed about it. the chili. Now the chili was great. We kept the chili because his, yep. his wife. And cook some great chili when they put that when they put some meat in it with the beans. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> okay, well listen, Camille. Thank you for your participation. Yes. I'm gonna go one more caller, and then I want to hit a song and a couple more questions, and I'm gonna let uh, Mr. Stevenson get back to his Sunday night. Let me try uh, Silk Black. How you doing? Yes, sir. Did you have I'm any doing questions? Fine. How you doing? Oh, uh-huh. right. Any questions? What'd you say now? Do you have any questions for Mickey Stevenson? Oh, well, I just wanted to actually just uh, when I think about all that he's done and all the great songs that I grew up on, man, they were the foundation of my my uh, my life at the time. Actually, yeah. Oh, great. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Good. my brother. All right. As a kid, oh. uh, junior high school, high school man, uh, you know. Uh, it, it kind of made me what I am today. <laughs> oh, a great singer. You, great singer that you are today. Amen. Thank oh, you, man. Right Thank you. Okay. Thank you, man. Well, Thank you, brother. I, I, I want to ask, ask you a question, a quick question about how did James and Smith, you know, because when they told me that you worked with them, I said, were you guys with Motown? They said, no. Nah. How did you get with how did James and Smith? Well, when I left the label, which is a whole other story, it's in the book, I okay. uh, I started my own line with Clarence Avant and I. Oh, Clarence Avant. 
Oh yeah, we were. We had a label called uh, uh, with with uh, what was the company uh, NBC or CBS? One of, one of the main major companies. Hey, uh, MGM. Sorry, MGM. And they okay. gave me a line, and um, they told me they said, "Oh, you they, they had to advertise with all the stockholders. Mickey Stevenson now joins MGM. Blah 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 blah." And uh, and the whole deal was, I said, "Hold it, hold it, hold it. I can't make you another Motown. Pull that out your mind." That was a right. God's gift. I made that real clear. I said, I can give you another label, but it, you, that's a whole other ballgame. And so I, uh, they, they had built me a whole studio and everything in Hollywood and all the fancy stuff. I said, I don't want this. This is not the way it works. No, no, we, we're MGM. We have to have. I said, hold it. I got to go down in, in, in the Compton and watch and find those great, talented people down there. Here, only people going to come by is those who think they already got it. Right. And I, and that, Two different kinds of people here, you know, and uh, they said, well, no, this is the way we operate. I said, okay, you can operate like this, but I said, but it's not going to work. And um, and so there, uh, so in my hunting of my own, I got hold to Hodges, James, and Smith, and I kept them, and I told them at one point I'm leaving the label because this is not going to happen. And they, and they went with me, Hodges, James, and Smith went with me. So uh, that's a whole story about that now. And I wrote it in the book. It's too long to tell now, but in the end, okay. they brought me on to bring more stockholders to buy stock in MGM. But the game plan was to sell all of that and build the MGM Grand Hotel, which they did. Oh, okay. And because I got the picture earlier, and it's in the book, I didn't leave it out. I got the picture earlier through Harry Belafonte, what was going on. I decided I would leave that deal before it got crazy and ruin a lot of people's lives because I was signing artists up to be with me, which it was not going to last in the first place. Are you following me? Yes, indeed. All right. So when I got the picture with Harry, I changed. And with Hodges, James, and Smith, I said, I'm leaving. They said, we're going with you. And that's how that happened. Oh, but it's, I laid yeah. it out very clear in the book, very clear, very clear. Yeah, I've, uh, yeah, because I've interviewed uh, Pat Hodges, and uh, she had told me about it. Now, before we go, Marvelettes, Beachwood, is that one of your songs? Yeah, Beachwood, four, five, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's, I wrote that let's get a few. Holland. I think we're all on that song, right? On that let's, song. let's do a few bars of that. Let's get a little bit of that. <laughs>
we just wanted to hear that little bit of uh, oh, the great. So, but but my baby loves me. Wasn't that the B side of another song? I don't remember, man. You know, I got, I got you know, almost three hundred songs out there. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that was a but great I song. You, I remember it. Yeah, I, the writers I found, the writers I found was, I, I was blessed, man, because I found some great writers. I mean, I mean, they were in like the Norman Whitfield and people like that, man. They were just very said, "Why'd you bring him in?" The guy got attitude. I say he got something to say, <laughs> and he did. Be in his, just and leave he him did. alone. Every he took song the had a, a whole different direction. Whole different direction. <laughs> oh, yep. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I mean, but I gotta tell you, I gotta give the credit. Barry never stopped me from bringing anybody for any. He would say, "Well, what does it do?" I say, "Is this my job?" He said, "Yeah." I say, "I got this." You walk away. Okay. Well, listen. Is that amazing? Listen. Is that God hearing this thing? Hey, definitely so. And as we know, as when God says, "If uh, two or more of us together, He's right here with us," and Ooh. there's a whole bunch of people, and anybody out there that misses this interview. You can pick it up on the podcast on Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, Apple, any place you get your podcast. It's under Donnie D's Words of Wisdom, and you can check out this okay. whole interview. It's in the books, and it's there forever. Now, before we go, can you tell us the name of the book again and where to get it? The A&R Man, Motown Spurs, William Mickey Stevenson. All right? All right, well... William Mickey Motown Stevenson. William Mickey Stevenson on Amazon. Well, we want to thank you for taking your time out and joining us tonight on Donnie D. Soul Sunday. May God be with thank you and your family. Good night. Thank you for having me, my brother. Thank you. Enjoy. All right. Amen. It's time to bring in the family. We're late today, but uh, it was a historic interview there. And I'm going to start off. I'm going to go back to this area code 909. What's your name and what's on your mind? Okay, I'm going to move on. Let's go to the researcher. Researcher. What you have for dinner? I have... I had barbecued steak, garlic rice, steamed asparagus, and cranberry juice. 
Jeez Louise, man, Dao, do you hear all of that? What googly moogly. All right. And what did you, cranberry juice? Cranberry juice. Straight Is it cranberry juice or gray goose? No. <laughs> oh, one gray. That's a gray goose. <laughs> it's actually cran, cranberry, cranberry cherry. Okay. Juice. We got you. Okay, let's move on down to the mayor of Sioux City. Sioux Black. How you doing, my brother? I am just fine. How about yourself? All right, all right. It was a long interview and uh, got started late. But uh, yeah, but it was nice. It was nice. Yeah, interesting Very stuff informative. there. Yes, yeah. yes. What you have for dinner? I just had a, about three uh, chicken dogs. Chicken dogs. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> What's a chicken dog? <laughs> well, you need know, they bark and click at the same time. No, I'm talking about oh. chicken hot dogs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got you. Okay. Okay. We heard it, ladies and gentlemen, right here on Down East. Brother got some new food. Chicken dogs, ladies and gentlemen. Get your chicken dog right here. Okay. Let's move it on down. Let's go to the the gourmet cook of Compton. How you doing? Hello, can you hear me? Got you right here, Dao. Okay, yeah, I'm good and you. Yeah, we we doing just fine. Uh yes indeed. Um and uh what you have for dinner? Well I didn't have it, I'm making it right now. Okay. He's late. They need all I, you know, it's like uh, I was, like, you know, doing some stuff earlier in the day. I was on a family Zoom meeting, you know, for about an hour and a half and whatnot, you know. And then I had to go out to the store to buy what I'm, cook- what I'm getting ready to cook, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This, this is, uh, uh, I know it's late, but, uh, you know, sometimes that happens. Anyway. What you cooking? Uh, oh, yeah, um. I'm making some corned beef hash. Oh, I've been eating the canned corned beef hash. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I got uh, the potatoes and I got the corned beef and whatnot and the onions. I mix all that together and that's corned beef hash. Okay. All right. Well, homemade. Homemade. Let's go to the man himself, Mr. Funny Bones. Mo Jones. What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? Hey, come Bust the gut. Yeah. Oh, sheesh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I thought he belonged to the jails holding that note that long. Okay. In my corner. Sheesh. Hello, little brother. What's happening? <laughs> the man himself, Daddy D. Yes, I am in the building. 
Donnie yes. he messed my 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 stilo up because he didn't have a show last week. I was like, this yeah, is some some malarkey. Yeah, you know, oh, it, and I, it made me feel good because people checked in to see how I was feeling, how I was doing, where the show was, you know, and I appreciate that, you know, because we are all part of each other's Sunday nights here, you know. We are yes. family. Yes. And when I say I'm bringing in the family, that's real, you know. Yes. Because we, we hook up every Sunday. And we, Amen. We, we do our Like fine. family dinner. Jack family, Sunday yeah. family dinner. A family, Sunday, ain't nothing like it. So what ain't you have for like dinner it. tonight? I had, it was delicioso, I had some Samar Coquette and steamed broccoli. Oh. It don't broccoli. sound good together, but um, I made it go because I made it, and I can do that. Yes, you can do that. <laughs> You can mm-hmm. do that. I you wanted the chitterlings, but I did not uh-huh. want to make nobody mad. And um, everything around here is going hey, okay. Uh, the, we've been rehearsing, so we can get to that later on. But watch out. Watch out. Here comes the hammer. Watch out, people. You know, hammer about to hit the circuit, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, we got to keep us abreast of what's going on with a hammer. But For while real? you were gone, while you were gone, mm-hmm. wait, a lady called up and she told me she had two lovers and she loved them both the same. And it Who, wasn't Mary uh, Wells. Silk, silk, it and, was, silk and, and slick. No. It was I, granny. I don't have anything to do with what Slick does. It was, it was, <laughs> she said she quit Silk. She was with Slick and she got you. And uh, oh, hold on just me. a minute. Hold on just a minute. Oh, oh, where you been, Mo Jones? Why, why it sound like you got COVID, Granny? <laughs> it, 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 it sounds like you ain't been taking your hormone pills no more, Granny. You all right? Well, yeah, I got a lurid, lurid I got a lurid, lurid Well, 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 you don't want to mess with me today. I'm on fire. You don't want to mess with me. I'm hot like fire. The people desire. Oh, well, I'm going to get my cousin up in here. Okay, cuz. Hey, man, they Willie L, man. Hey, hey, Mojo, why you want to disrespect my cousin like that, man? Check this out, you stuttering broke pimp. You better leave me alone. Wait a minute. 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 You, you, and, 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 where's Slick? Where's Slick around there somewhere? Let me speak to Slick. And it's, and, it, 
And it, and it sounded like Slick. It sounded like Slick just dropped some hot cough syrup in his lap. <laughs> you my man. You my man. Yeah, you. <laughs> boy, boy, it sounds like you need some K.O. Pet Day for real. Like, it sounds like you are all plugged up right now. Yeah, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> Hey, let me tell, um, let me go back to, uh, now who, I got a bunch of new music, some of it the stuff you requested. I'm going to see what I can get to tonight. We've only got 24 minutes left. But I want to play a song. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What did you Wait have for dinner? Oh, I haven't eaten yet. And what are you going to have for dinner? Uh, this, is, this is a rated PG show. It's a rated PG show, okay? Oh, well, see, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Damn, you sound like I'll you tell you wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I tell you this, it starts with a P. It starts with a P. <laughs> Plums. Plums. <laughs> yes, indeed. Y'all nasty. Y'all nasty. <laughs> Stay up off the top. But listen, I found a song that I had forgotten all about, and I think who might remember it. And it's by Edwin Starr. This is Stopper on Sight. S-O-S. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's go with this.
the sounds of the man himself, Evan Starr. And let's get into some stylistics. I think Silk Black might enjoy this one right here. Peak a boo. <laughs> Jerry Butler, the Ice Man coming. Let you go. So don't you think of me? Hey, don't you understand? 
Well, I'd rather die than see you with somebody So throw it out of your mind I'll never leave you Though you grieve me and deceive me, mama, to the man My friends all say that I'm your fool And you're using me like a carpenter uses a tool And I know their intentions are all very good them would help me if they could, but I'll never, 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 never let you go, no matter what you say, no, hey, don't you understand that you're killing this man? Nice man, Hammer coming back to uh, do. How many cities tours he got going, uh, Mo Jones? It's uh, three to five years. And Wait a minute, second, three to five years. I, I, I didn't stutter. Three to five years, and the last portion of it may end up in Vegas as a um, as a residency. So we'll see. Okay. Now, did you get that dinner done yet? No, man. I'm just about to ready to put the potatoes in the frying pan. I just finished cutting them up and cutting up an onion. Okay. So it should be done maybe about, oh, half an hour or so. Okay. Slick, you didn't have no candy tonight? I know, no, I meant silk. I meant silk, not you, Slick. <laughs> well, no candy uh, silk. No Mr. Good Bars. Man, I had some jelly beans okay. and some more, more of those Stover's, uh, Russell Stover's uh, pecan clusters and all that good stuff. Ooh, that's, a, my, that's what uh, Camille says. Ooh. <laughs> I was trying not to. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just want to say, okay, I know. I just want to say R.I.P. to Richard Roundtree, his family. We um, lost him the other day, and um, I had a bit of trivia last night where they say that when Shaft, when they was casting for Shaft, they went to Jim Brown. That didn't work. Then he went to the Hammer, and the Hammer, uh, uh, Fred Williamson, it didn't work. And so they went to an unknown model by model. the name of Richard Roundtree. Yeah, it's been history, you know. But he was eighty-two, I believe. What was that? Uh, eighty-three. Eighty-three. I believe he was eighty-three. Eighty-two. Eighty-three. Yeah, something like that. 
Yeah, Richard Roundtree. Shaft, Shaft in Africa, the second Shaft. All, and he, you know, those were the days of the black exploitation movies, you know, the Superflies, the Max. And yeah. I don't care what they called them, I enjoyed those movies. Say what? I said all those movies saved Hollywood behind. Yes, they did. Kept them in business. Yes, about yep. to go out of business. <laughs> <laughs> you are so right. Well, let me go to this song before our time gets a little. It's only a three-minute song, but this is for you, Da. Out of my head Out of my head 
attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. We have taken control as to bring you this special show. We will return it to you as soon as you are grooving. Welcome to station W-E-F-U-N-K, better known as We Funk, or deeper still, the Mothership Connection, home of the extraterrestrial brothers, dealers of funky music, P-Funk, Uncut Funk, The Bomb. Coming to you directly from the Mothership. Top of the chocolate milky way. Bye. 
500,000 kilowatts of P-Funk power. So kick back, dig, while we do it to you in your eardrums. Oh, me? I'm known as Lollipop Man, alias the long-haired sucker. My motto is... Make mine the people. I'm on my fuck uncut. <laughs> yeah, make my fuck the people. I want to get fucked up. Jones, we got that funk for ya. Wait a minute. having a whack attack and doing stuff like that. <laughs> Don't you all know nothing about no whack attack? Who out there know what a whack attack is? Because <laughs> <laughs> you and me, Camille, we the only yeah. one that now. <laughs> Andre Pittman for putting it together. I'd like to thank Marsha Dees. I'd like to thank the researcher Camille, the mayor, Silk Black, and Slick Black, Mama Jones, you, you, and you. Remember, we can pick up these podcasts tomorrow, later on tonight, actually. Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, Apple. These are any place you get your podcast. We are 
and see ya. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.